Hey Barbie. Hey Ken. Wanna go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Let's go. Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're going on a ride to the world of Barbie, talking about how she's owned her authenticity and what we all can learn from her. At the end of today's episode, we'll also share the five key takeaways that Barbie and her friends have taught us in being the truest version of ourselves. And how to live a boss babe life. So as you can tell, today's episode is about Barbie. We're so excited about the launch of Barbie and the upcoming release of this movie. People just want fun, bright, color, Mm. that whole ultra universe made up fantasy life. There is so much buzz and everyone is so excited. Everyone is doing their own photo shoots. They're dressing up as Barbie. They're having Insta photo shoots as Barbie. They're throwing Barbie 30s and they're getting like their own Mattel boxes. And everyone is literally gagging and going wild for this Barbie release. And I love seeing the embrace of everyone being their own Barbie. Yeah, I think we as a society are pushing the boundaries of what Barbie should look like, regardless of the movie. Well, no, I don't think people are pushing the boundaries of what Barbie should look like. I don't think Barbie has to be everything. Barbie can just be Barbie. And you can't over-homogenize things. Like, right. I think that you have Barbie, you have Stacy, you have Becky you have Jax. <laughs> with the good hair. You have Jax. Then you have Ken, probably Chad, Mike. Oh I don't my God, know. Speaking of Chad, what about Paris Hilton's new song? Have you heard it? <gasps> oh, yeah. You got Chad. He's a hung one. Mm-hmm. Sage, she's a shy one. Do you know the lyrics? Yeah. And me, I'm the hot one. <laughs> <laughs> Very Barbie. Very Barbie. It's Paris Hilton could have been kind of Barbie. Like, more like a bitchy Barbie. It's a bitchy Barbie. Paris Hilton could not have been Barbie. I know, but I'm saying she looks like Barbie, you know, figure-wise, hair-wise. Maybe Chrishell. Paris Hilton could be Barbie's hot friend. Yeah. She'd go for that. She's probably there, absolutely. Uh, she's probably Barbie's DJ at the pool party, you know? Oh yeah, she'd be like, at the, yeah, exactly. She, yeah. Maybe she does a cameo. Maybe she does because a photo on her new album cover looks like it. Anyway. But that's a good point because the album on Barbie is legit. So good. So good. Billie Eilish's new song. Like like just the track after track, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Track after track yeah. is so good off yeah. the Barbie album. Like they planned this really well. They did great marketing and great PR. Like whoever did this movie... I mean, Margot Robbie, bless her for also carrying the entire PR press release for this movie. Well, what they're saying about Ryan Gosling is that like a film critic came out this past week and was like, he deserves an Oscar. Huh? Yeah. He's like, not joking. This guy deserves an Oscar nomination for his role in Barbie. Wow. Because apparently he's that on point with the character and the representation that he brought. Mm. I was like, interesting. Yeah. To see it. yeah, he's got like the most like one-liners and like the best like kind of aha moments because he's also on his own path of discovery. Right. And he's trying to figure out who he is as much mm-hmm. as Barbie is trying to figure out the world that she wants to live in. So two characters trying to figure out their identity. So many of these characters throughout this film are trying to figure out their identity. But that's the point is that Barbie and her friends are all trying to figure out who they are. And but, that's good. But that's are we what all trying to are. figure it out? I mean, we all are as humans. Like sometimes we might look like we have our shit together, but we don't. We're actually figuring it out, girl. Yeah. I'm figuring it out every day. Every day. Every day. I'm like, what the heck am I doing today? But for these characters in this film and the actual characters as these dolls, hmm. And for the kids that are playing with these dolls, they're all figuring it out. Right. You 
We have a really great tool that anyone can use to simulate and emulate relationships and play and just build out different types of environments where they can discover who they are and what they want and how to better communicate with the people in their life. And then on top of that, younger kids can better connect or have a better opportunity to understand their change of thought or how to process different ideas, their idea of like what their identity is, what they like and what they like later in life. Right. Well, did you grow up playing with any Barbie dolls? I think I did. I have a sister. So I definitely remember having dolls in our house. That's for sure. Whether it was like babies or Barbies or any other form of dolls. I think of my childhood memories and Barbie, it would always be like dressing up Barbie in a really cool outfit and brushing her hair and making her hair look really fabulous. (laughs) Of course she would. Yeah, I loved her hair. Little drag queens in the making. Yeah, like 40 inches. I also have a sister and she bought Barbie dolls. Mm. I would play Barbies with her and I loved it. You could purchase like the home kit or the van, like the Barbie van the van, or like the mansion or the shop or whatever. And I would turn them into film sets. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the first times I started playing with props and background and styling and actors. I'd actually start thinking about it like a movie. Interesting. I would set up a little mini video camera Mm. and I would frame the shot. And then I would pretend that these characters would be walking through and I'd create this whole scene and this whole narrative. That's fun. And that's what started me on my journey to filmmaking. But isn't that so funny? Because imagine you didn't have a sister and you didn't have Barbies. You didn't have access to those types of toys as a, as a boy, as a little Garrett growing up. Why well, don't you think wouldn't my have had would that have bought toys for me like that? Exactly. I, I wouldn't have even asked for them, to no, be honest. Your imagination or your creative side wouldn't have been explored from a young age. Every kid walks through Toys R Us or a toy store at some point and they are gravitated towards whatever aisle that they, you know, they pulled see. to. It's a hard aisle to ignore, to miss, yeah. which is just like just a lot of pink. But can I be honest? I actually used to love checking out the Barbie aisle because it was pink. It was bright. You could get nurse Barbie. You could get office Barbie, ambulance Barbie, fashion model Barbie. There was all these different types of Barbies. You could actually dream of living these career paths or becoming that person. And that's what Barbie did for so many people as well. Mm. And I guess speaking of kids and growing up, I think it's personally, I think it's important for kids, regardless of gender, to play with dolls so that they can have that access to being emotional, being empathetic, having that creativity or that imagination, like you said, that you did as a kid. There have been studies that show that boys that play with dolls, not just necessarily Barbies, but any type of doll have that emotional understanding and they develop empathy and compassion because they're building their emotional bandwidth up until the age of five. Yeah. Barbie was originally made for girls. And I think that mostly girls play with Barbie, but Boys can play with Barbie. There's no reason why any child of any gender can't play with a doll. So let's chat about the story of Barbie, where it started and how it all began. The Barbie was introduced to the world by Mattel in 1959 by co-founder Ruth Handler. And it was inspired by her daughter's imaginative play with paper dolls. Mm. And Ken was actually named after her her son, son, Kenneth. Mm. So it was a toy maker and the co-founder of Mattel who reimagined this doll because most of the dolls at the time were either babies Mm -hmm. or they were childlike figures. Mm. The process of Barbie becoming 
who Barbie is today. I think that there's like a core through line. She has always tried to push the boundaries boundaries and the mold of like what you think a woman is capable of doing. Mm. And in 1959, it was a different world than it is 2023. I think it led to a doll that started almost like a revolution in the toy making industry. Over time, Barbie adapted and was able to have all these different types of adventures and careers and she could build the world that she wanted Mm. around her. And I think that's what Mattel done a really good job at. Speaking about authenticity and being your truest self, Barbie always, as she should, stand tall and stood proud. Yeah. And it hasn't always been an easy ride, right? Barbie was and is always going to be a point of conversation around mm-hmm. body image, mm-hmm. around, you know, femininity. What femininity and just overall beauty standards. Yep. And that has changed a lot since 1959, but it still is inclusive, but is it inclusive enough? Right. And today we have the Barbie movie, which I'm so excited. What is interesting about this Barbie, you know, development and how Mattel has built this doll up from its origins. It's always been about being your most authentic self, Mm. being as inclusive as possible Mm -hmm. and to really just break down all the barriers and be limitless in what your capabilities are. Mm. So even though Barbie has adapted so much over time, None of these dolls technically have a very specific sexual orientation. Which are a doll. So we've just put Barbie and Ken together. Mm -hmm. But Barbie and Ken could be best friends. Correct. They could be brother and sister. I mean, it was Kenneth and... Yeah, they could be brother and sister, right? And then maybe even that makes sense since Ruth Hmm? envisioned these two dolls as her kids. As her kids. Like maybe these are actually siblings. Right. But we've put them into this like immediate romantic situation. We've given them the label of their boyfriend, girlfriend. There's many gays that want to be Ken. Right. There are a lot of gays that are Ken. Yeah, but I think that there's a lot of gays that are also Barbie. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. But also let's chat about that for a minute. Like the idea of being a Ken in the gay community or in the LGBTQ community today. Ken to me is like that actor from Glamorous Mm. who's like so handsome built and is like an incredible actor. And he just got the blonde hair, light eyes, Ken look like he almost pretty much probably would have been casted or was definitely considered for this role. Correct. I mean, but Ryan Gosling got it obviously, but it's he to me is a Ken and yes, many queer people look at that as like something that like is body goals, body goals. Genetics. But that's again, the same issue that Barbie has, right? You right. need the genetics to be Barbie. Yeah. So I don't think gay people desire to be a Ken or look up to the Ken as like body goals or as like a desirable image True. because I think that has changed so much. Like absolutely. I think it's white straight people who look up to other white straight people mm. that gave that connotation. I was like, Oh, like that's the hero image mm. or that's the Chris Evans look or that's the, what we all want to be, but mm. only the people that are like that want to be like that. 
True. Like, I don't want to be like that. So I think that is also related to the body dysmorphia that most people get when they look at Barbie. Right. And it's just in the male form mm. because you have these like super broad shoulders and this big chest and this tiny waist. Yes. And these and like skinny legs though. Skinny legs. Skip leg day. Yeah, skip leg, leg day. Skip leg chicken day. leg down. Chicken thighs. <laughs> but again, unrealistic unless you have the genes for it Correct. and you really put the work into becoming that. So Barbie's on a good roll. Barbie's on a really good roll. High expectations. Yeah, high expectations. Good movie. Reinvigorated the whole world. Yeah. Right? Everyone's excited posting these like Barbie is a this, Barbie is a that. For sure. You saw those like Mattel like sticker backgrounds with everyone's like putting, that was like a, like an organized promo, but the people are just Photoshopping that themselves mm. on Canva or whatever. Yeah. And it's cool because right. everyone is saying who they are and how they identify or how they want to be identified. And it's so cool, you know? So it's like the whole world is getting involved and saying like, I can have the Barbie power mm. so in any shape and form. What's your Barbie power? If you were a Barbie doll, what would be your profession or like your costume Barbie? I'd say, I'd say like this Garrett is a moto dude, some kind of sleek, modern black leather. Yeah. I see you as some professional. You could be a filmmaker, Barbie. Filmmaker, Barbie. There you go. I feel like if I was to be a Barbie doll, I would want to be a lifeguard, Barbie. Lifeguard, Barbie. Yeah. You know why? Because I get to be in hot weather every day, 24-7, 365 days of the year. And I can tan, be outside in my shorts and just save lives. What I would actually like to see from Barbie is like the neighborhood Barbies. Just like a cool queer set of Barbies yeah. that was just like integrated into the normal collection. I think it'd be fun to have more representation of different types of people yeah. that are very current in today. And Barbie has that, but you need to have the retailers to stock it because you're not going to buy everything online. Like you exactly. need all the retailers to get behind and be like, yeah, like, give me, I want the full collection. Well, isn't there like all these like RuPaul Drag Race Barbie dolls, like all just general dolls, like there's a Shangela doll, I think, or a Bob the Drag Queen doll. Aren't there like... Actual dolls? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are. Yeah, you can get all, all these different types of drag queens have dolls. incredible dolls that you can get. They're just not, um, like you said, they're not stocked in retail right now. Like you're not going to walk into Target and buy a Bob the Drag Queen doll. <laughs> That'd be fun. Though. I mean, I'd love that. I would too. That's a profession, right? Is Ken needs to be a drag queen. Or Ken's, Ken can make over. Ken can have a friend who's a guy, right? <gasps> or a woman who's like a drag king or a drag queen. Yep. Like, come on. Like, that would be so fun. Yeah, give Ken Veronica Scone to, like, give him a makeover. And I want all of Barbie's accessories and clothes to fit him. Okay, so the five key takeaways that we all can learn from Barbie as a role model, right? Yeah. So I think number one is be confident in your identity. And I think just looking into researching for this podcast episode, I really felt that Barbie encourages individuals in general to embrace their true selves and be confident um, even in their own unique identities, promoting self-acceptance and even self-love. Yeah. And I think that's so important for everyone to participate and kind of engage in to help bring more love for themselves. Mm. I'd also say for number two would be like chase your dreams. Barbie obviously coming out with so many different types of diverse ranges and different career ranges of what Barbie's life has been and could be. 
I think it showcases to us that anything is possible and that we can really achieve anything we want if we put our minds to it and we believe we can. Yeah, you can find your passion. Like you're pursuing your passion, you're discovering what their passion is, you're yeah. actually getting passionate about something. And everyone starts somewhere. So even if you think that you don't know how to get somewhere right now, believe in it and you can get there. So maybe number three is challenging limiting beliefs because mm. I think Barbie's ability to break traditional gender roles and challenge limiting beliefs yep. it inspires people inspires me at least to question what's norm what is what is going to be able to stop me from becoming what I want to become like even when people were saying, why are you starting a podcast? That's a limiting belief. That someone is projecting onto you. Correct. They're like, yeah. oh, why are you going to waste your time doing that? Oh, that takes a lot of work or it's yep. this, it's that or whatever. We just enjoy it and it's really fun and yeah. it's a way to connect with so many more people. Absolutely. And anyway, I'm glad we broke through that challenging belief. And I think the whole world of Barbie helps promote that as well. For sure. And I think coming out of Pride Month, I'd also say that Barbie helps us embrace our diversity and promote inclusivity. She has come out with so many different types of ranges and inclusive ranges of what a Barbie doll is. And I think it's a reminder to all of us that we need to consistently um, embrace and support diversity and inclusion. Yeah, and that comes into workplaces, into our friendship circles, into conversations, relationships, we, have. conversations we have. And lastly, number five. Number five. I think... It's important to empower others. Uh -huh. Barbie is very empowering, right? As, as in general, like the idea of Barbie is, an, it, I think it's a movement of empowerment, you know? And the whole story of Barbie and this idea to uplift and support one another on our journey towards authenticity or on our journey of finding ourself, yeah. ourselves or learning what our passions are. It just fosters a more inclusive and supportive community for all. Mm. Barbie is so empowering. I mean, look at everyone getting behind the Barbie wagon. Everyone's feeling confident. Everyone's doing photo shoots. Everyone's getting glammed up to their most truest, authentic self because they feel empowered. Yeah. So Barbie is a reminder to constantly feel empowered yeah. and own your true, authentic self and your boss babe self. 100%. And by embodying those qualities, I think we can draw inspiration from Barbie as a role model, you know, for our lives to live authentically and encourage others to do the same. Thanks, Ken, for the very informative podcast. Oh, thanks, Barbie. Thanks for coming on the ride with me. Well, see you next time. We'll see you at July 20th when the movie comes out. See you then. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Modern Gaze. We hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. Make sure that you follow, turn on alerts, and even turn on auto downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 